Deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now. What I'm about to share with you is something that will no doubt change your life if you get a hold of it. Understanding your authority in Christ is a key component to living a successful life as a believer. Let me start out by defining what authority is. Authority, according to Webster's definition, is the power to give orders to make decisions, the power or right to direct or control someone or something. In layman's terms, authority is delegated power. You can have authority without power, and you can have power without authority. But for maximum impact, you need to understand and exercise your authority and power in the context of what Christ has granted to you. If an unarmed police officer encounters an armed robber, he has authority but no power in this case. From the perspective of the robber, he has power but no authority because the robber has the gun. But the most effective police officer of all is one who carries both a badge and a firearm as he surely displays both the authority and power bestowed to him by the city or state in which he resides. He is therefore a representative of the governing body that delegated him the power and authority. Friend, you are an ambassador for Christ and represent him on this earth and you carry power and authority bestowed by him. A policeman has a badge to prove he has been sanctioned by the governmental body to enforce the law. You know that if you challenge his power or authority, you're effectively confronting the entire U.S. government and local ruling bodies. However, not only that, he has a gun, he has a taser, he has pepper spray, and who knows what other weapons at his disposal to enforce that authority. It's no use a policeman putting his hand up in front of traffic and expecting to stop a truck if he has no authority to do so. Friend, have you ever tried to stop traffic yourself when you're trying to back up a trailer from a driveway? You will find that not everyone stops for you because they know you have no authority to direct traffic. In the spirit realm, Satan sees your authority, but he mostly fears those Christians who have understood their authority and are willing to enforce it. Now, we have to understand that our entire society runs upon the concept of authority. If I report to my boss, my boss reports to his VP, the VP reports to the CEO, and the CEO reports to the board of directors, and so on. Who does the board of directors report to? The stockholders, that's right. And God, too. He's watching. Amen? The structure and order of authority is God's system. He set it up that way. It's his template for order in the universe and this world. Any resistance posed against this order in which God instigated is rebellion or lawlessness. These are not godly traits, my friend. The structure of bestowed authority is also the modus operandi for the armed forces, and certainly an understanding of authority is essential for cohesive armed forces in battle. If the chain of command is not obeyed, there is disorder and dysfunction. When this occurs, an organization loses its effectiveness. When we stop hearing from the commander-in-chief, God the Father, we are likely to become an easy target for the enemy. 
Oftentimes in battle, soldiers have to obey an order that really doesn't make sense to them. It requires faith in the leadership and the authority figure to enforce that order. Why? Because those in authority have more information than you do and are in a better position often to assess why the order is the most suitable for that situation. Friend, it's the same with God. He knows everything. He knows why he's telling you this. It's for your own best interests. Don't resist God just because it doesn't make sense to your natural mind mind. Continue to press on in faith and trust him. He has your best interests at heart, friend. Sometimes God asks us to do things that don't make sense to us. It takes courage sometimes to press ahead without knowing why or having full understanding. You know, 1 Corinthians thirteen twelve talks about seeing through the glass darkly, that we know in part and we prophesy in part. God often leads us step by step. He doesn't always show us the big picture. He knows what's best for us. He sees the big picture. So we need to trust him, even when things don't make sense. Interestingly, there are several scriptures that make it clear that we are in a war, a spiritual war. We're soldiers in that war where Satan tries to get a foothold so that he can develop a stronghold on the souls of men. Remember the famous hymn, Onward Christian Soldiers, Marching as to War. It's a reminder, friends, of Ephesians 6, that we need to keep our armor of God on. If we need armor, we're in a battle. That's the symbolism that the Apostle Paul used in that book. We have to realize, friend, that in order for society to operate effectively and peaceably, we have been granted inalienable rights by God himself, and these rights are to be upheld by the governmental structure or ruling kings of the earth. Friend, God did establish the governmental system and laws as a means to mitigate lawlessness and anarchy. These ruling bodies are established by God himself to protect the innocent and uphold the righteous. But, That is not to say that these leaders make the right decisions for us each and every time. No, these ruling bodies are susceptible to evil forces as we are, if not more so. And that is why the scripture makes it plain that we are to pray for those in authority and leadership, that we may live a peaceable life. Remember in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23, it says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you've rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Wow, that's stern. In this instance, the prophet Samuel is speaking to King Saul. But as of that moment, the kingship was stripped from him. In his particular case, he had a pattern of disobedience in his life. He repeatedly disobeyed the Lord over and over, despite multiple warnings. This is rebellious. What particularly ticked off God in this case was he began to perform the services of a priest by making an offering to God on behalf of the people, which was not a part of his office as a king. Now God had been patient with him, but he now began to operate in the priestly office, which he was not ordained or anointed to do. In the Old Testament, there were three distinct offices, king, priest, and prophet. Saul was a king, not a priest, and he crossed the line too many times. God rebuked him, and the search for another king started right there. Incidentally, there is only one who has operated in all three offices. That would be the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He was a prophet when he walked on the earth. He is presently our high priest, and he will soon be our conquering king. Amen? Whilst he was on earth, he, Jesus, operated as a prophet. A prophet represented God before the people, but a priest, in contrast, represents the people before God. In heaven right now, Jesus is a priest. He is the high priest of our confession, seated at the right hand of the Father. 
When he arrives on the earth the second time, he will have his crown on full display as he is a conquering king coming to subdue his enemies and set up his reign for a thousand years. Friend, the point I'm trying to make is that the authority and the subsequent chain of command is a structure that God put in place to retain order in the earth. Although the system is flawed, as humans are running it, it is still God's will for you to obey authority figures, unless they are obviously commanding you to do something against God's word. Who was the first to rebel? No, it wasn't Adam. It was Lucifer, who basically decided to usurp his authority and try to claim himself like the Most High God. The spirit that overrides authority is the cause of all revolutions, coups, and mutinies. This spirit opposes God. So how do governments keep order? Well, policemen, military, intelligence institutions, principals, governors, senators, in essence, all these people are ministers of God on his behalf, and we should honor them. They have been delegated power and authority to enforce order through laws and structure in society. Having authority without the power to back it up is an inept demonstration of government. Having power without authority is akin to rebellion. 1 Timothy 1 verses 8 through 13 says, But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers. Why isn't the law made for the righteous man? Because the law of God is written in our hearts and we know right from wrong. We know because the Holy Spirit restrains us. He constrains us. He dwells within us. Us. We know better because the Holy Spirit is the restrainer. Therefore, the spirit of rebellion is in the very dead center of an evil heart. Friend, the heart condition of people generally today is in a wounded state or even rebellious state. And this is scriptural. These are the last days prior to Christ's return. I firmly believe it. They are troublesome times. They are perilous days. And we need to stay strong in the love of God and Christ's authority. Remember what it says in Second Timothy chapter 3. Know this also, that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Friend, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that this is coming to pass and rapidly in our time. So in order to quench rebellion and keep law and order, we have the example of a policeman, as I mentioned earlier. In order to do his or her job correctly and to operate on behalf of the governmental body, the policeman or woman needs power and authority. It's no use having one without the other. And that's what Christ has bestowed to us, friend, in Luke 10:19, He has given us power and authority over the enemy, but we have to use it. If we don't use it and enforce what is given to us, it is equivalent to having no power and authority at all. If you have authority, but no power to back it up, people will test the boundaries and find you have no means to enforce the laws that you propose. Believe me, there's people out there who are willing to test some boundaries. If you have power but no authority, in reverse of what I said before, then you are acting in rebellion as you're outside of the protective umbrella of God. 
Friend, I want you to know that not only has Christ granted us authority on earth, he's given us power also. And it would be an absolute tragedy for us not to use it. Remember, Jesus took a big gamble on the church. He took a gamble on us. This is one of the least known facts about Christianity today. And not knowing the measure of Christ's authority and power will keep you in bondage. Friend, it's time to start speaking to your obstacles. Start enforcing your authority. The time for being a victim is up. It's time to be a victor in Christ Jesus. You have to get out of the mindset of begging God to do this or begging God to do that. Stand on the word whenever you encounter difficulty. The battle isn't between God and the devil because Christ has already won for us. We are the triumphant church. We're not a warring church. Therefore, we enforce the terms of a battle that is already won. The battle is between you, your flesh, the devil, and demon forces. The power is within you. The power is in the name of Jesus. And if you've been baptized with God's Spirit, that dunamis power is available to you 24-7. You just need to stir up the gift within you, friend. Friend, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And it's through the authority of Christ that has been granted to us. We do these things. Our spiritual warfare is submitting to God and crucifying the flesh. The battle is really against your flesh and we must take authority over it in Jesus' name. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button 